If I were to tell you that even though you went out there and bought an electric vehicle, but you still had to pay $200 for yearly gas taxes, would you still buy the EV? No. <laughs> In a recent bill that the Texas House approved by a vote of 145 to 0, it basically states that any and all EV owners in the state are required to pay an annual gas tax of $200. The further details of the situation are broken down to the fact that the gas tax in general is a 20 cent add-on to both regular gas and diesel, which, you know, help raise money that's allocated to improvements of the road and other, you know, transportation infrastructure. Um, so there's that. But I was kind of personally a little annoyed that EV owners would have to pay this tax at all. Um, yeah. But to be fair, you kind of have to think about it. There is some clarity and validity to the idea. I mean, uh, I mean, because they're technically driving on the same roads and stuff like that. So there is some wear and tear as far as pavement and, and such. So, well, you know, I, I kind of... <sighs> I mean, I understand that. I mean, that's kind of why we have infrastructure taxes for each state anyway. But also, I think the reason why people bought EVs in the first place was so that way, you know, you spend a whole lot on a much better car. That way you didn't have to spend a whole lot on gas. Um, in fact, yeah. the entire, you know, push to eventually have full EV in future generations, you know, is at at the moment now not plausible but it, it's looking to be that way you know and i i think i understand where you're coming from and I, I understand where you know texas is coming from to a certain extent but it just to me it's it kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense i just i don't understand that yeah but, and i mean the the controversy itself really has to do with the fact that the bill entails such a high fee, you know, or tax. Yeah. That's, um, in point yeah. of fact, the executive director of environment for Texas even stated that the fee is too high. Uh, so much so that he compared it to the costs of one who drives a Nissan Leaf and another who drives a full-blown gasoline Hummer, implying that with this tax, the Leaf owner may as well be driving said Hummer. Yeah. Um, and then there's another study that was made by Consumer Reports uh, that noted that those that own an internal combustion engine powered car pay on average only $71 per year for this tax. Um, okay. That means that the EV bill is a little over just about 65% overshot that of the annual average cost for conventional car owners. So you can kind of see where people are Re-irritated, and and like you said, and kind of how I was looking at it too, I was like, I don't feel like EV owners should actually be paying this, but at the same time, I mean, I can kind of see where they're coming from, and if the fee was there, just don't make it so high. Yeah, that's where I would say I would say like fifty, maybe a hundred, but yeah, two hundred like, is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, to so us, it I, probably I, isn't that it is pretty expensive, but to people who already own EV, they're probably making maybe six figures a year so it's probably not a whole lot it's just Possibly. it's an annoyance yeah at the very least um i don't know but obviously i feel like we've gotten to the point where there are some budget friendly um even desirable evs out there that, that is are under, true that is true yeah. uh you know a hundred thousand dollars but um yeah i mean to sum this up it is worth noting that this bill still has to be reviewed and approved by texas state governor greg abbott um, nevertheless, you know, like we're saying, this still raises some concerns for many who currently own or even are planning on owning an EV in the future. So, mm. 
Yeah, very very interesting right there. I was not expecting that to to land on that. When I know. We I mean, it's technically yeah. We were we were we normally cover tech related, and I felt like EV was kind of on the borderline. Oh but yeah, I just it thought is. that was really just interesting kind of and, and kind of worth bringing up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But before I hand it back to you, I did want to quickly mention that for all T-Mobile customers listening, uh, come May 20th, all existing customers who currently use a credit card on their account that serves as an auto pay draft must update their payment to a debit card or else Hmm. the customer will no longer be able to take advantage of the auto pay discount. So um, to be clear, that doesn't mean that you can't pay with a credit card. It just means that you won't be able to take part in the well, some would consider measly $5 discount yeah. from your monthly cost. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So now, I mean, I guess granted that does come up to like $60 a year. So I, that is a little extra change in your pocket, but <laughs> yeah, just every little bit counts <laughs> yeah. as they say. Yeah. Um, one quick thing to uh, hit on today's plates is that Google books logo has been changed. Uh, this is due to them actually turning 10 years old today. And, um, the the link will be in the description, obviously, so you guys can see the how it looks. Or if you you know use Google Books, you already probably know. But um, for me, I, I don't use Google Books. I hardly read books, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I really need to. I know JD, you you read a lot of eBooks, uh, especially on your um, Kindle. Kindle, yeah. yeah. But uh, t- to me, this kind of looks more refined. Uh, the old one had the book and the bookmark kind of like indented outwards uh, on the logo, but the new one is just a straight triangle and still has that sort of book ribbon uh, logo in it. Uh, and I, I like it a little better, I guess. <laughs> it's not any crazy news, but it's it's something to... to yeah, yeah, I see what you're talking about. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's just too subtle. I know it's just a logo and we're like overanalyzing this like crazy, but I feel it's like... It's simple. Yeah. yeah. A lot of logos in the modern era have become very simplified. I think that's just, I don't Nokia. know if it's a trend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Google, the, the logo itself, the YouTube logo, um, a whole bunch have just gotten very simplified. And honestly, that this actually kind of comes to, to another topic that we won't get into too much, but just of, you know, some people, like I would say maybe 50, 50 are kind of like, I don't really like the new logos because they're just way too simple. They don't have that really, you know, gritty look that they used to have and you know nostalgia and everything back to pre-ios seven days yeah yeah and so it's just for me personally like i don't care regardless um (laughs) if i were to have a preference (laughs) i think the older one does it does look more um how would you say i I think i feel like it looks inviting like uh, yeah uh, you know a youtube play icon with a little bookmark just I'm like, okay, am I graduating from something or what is this? <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> so again, I don't know if it's yeah. a trend with a lot of companies nowadays, but yeah, more simplified. It, and I think it's even, uh, I think it's even a little bit of darker bl- um, shade of blue, although I might be, might be the same. It's thing. hard to tell because the old one, the old book actually covers the main icon, yeah, the background icon more. So I might be the same. Yeah. It's hard to tell. Yeah. But um, yeah, there you go. Major controversy to minor controversy. So that's how we roll. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking on quick topics, I have a couple here, one by Apple and Google. So there you go. Two competitors. Um, the oh, one for same. Apple is actually their supply chain has started bulking up stock on the much anticipated 15 inch MacBook Air. 
uh, hmm. suspected to debut the debut 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 <laughs> suspected to debut during this year's worldwide developer conference. Okay. So uh, it definitely seems as though we will have uh, one piece of hardware that's known before that launch event. Mm. Yeah, we did talk about that a little bit, that 15-inch that's the biggest um, error that's ever existed. So that'll be pretty interesting to see once that releases and, you know, a lot of discussion will be sparking up with that. So, Yeah, a lot of these rumors, like, they're just, well, at least relating to Apple, they're like, okay, we know kind of the products and we know, you know, what might be there. I think the major question is, is when will it come? So Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, I th- although I think the reality headset is definitely at least expected to be announced um, from what I think. That is heard. what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So... But as far as Google is concerned, um, this I definitely consider a minor item because it's just they love to leak stuff all over the place. Uh, we now have all the specs for. <laughs> true, we now do. have all the specs. It is true, for the Pixel tablet uh, that's also been okay. seen floating as an Amazon listing. Um, I won't get into any of you know all the specs since Google I/O takes place tomorrow on the tenth. But if you are mm-hmm. interested in, in all the nitty gritty of what's been disclosed on Amazon, you can check that out in the description. Um, they mention resolution, um, you know, stylus compatibility, battery life expectancy, and all that jazz. So it's all there in the description. You guys can check that out. So yeah, and our next hit on the docket is related to the health and wallet app, and they are said to be getting a brand new look for iOS 17. Uh, main things for the wallet app is that there will be a navigation bar at the bottom, uh, which holds the categories uh, titled cards, cash, keys, IDs, and orders. Uh, rumors also indicate that the users would be able to slide down to access a search engine to find a card. And there's also a transaction button. Mm. For the health app, the favorite section under summary will see a redesign and uh, each car will give visual data um, for that. So... Uh, not not a whole hmm. lot, but just just yeah. some minor tweaks and changes to how the uh, apps run and stuff. So, I th- I think um, I, as as active as I try to stay and everything like that, um, I really don't get into the health app that much. Um, I think I just not go really in there to do. change some settings no. on sleep and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Most of my time is spent in the activity app because that's where you know a lot of my yeah data your is watch measured. yeah. Exactly. Yes. And then as far as the wallet, though, that I'm actually really, you know, that I would welcome because I feel like they do need to kind of give that some more refinement and clarity and what's going mm-hmm. on. And, you know, like you totally. said, being able to search a card, that's awesome. Um, I know not everyone has like 15,000 cards, some credit cards. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, but, you know, it's just nice to have some filtering options and some tabs on the bottom and stuff like that. It's so, those little yeah, that's, tweaks that's that cool. really make a difference. Um, exactly. And I, I do use the wallet app a little bit here and there because, you know, I'm looking at previous payments that I make using uh, Apple Pay. So, um, yeah, I totally welcome that one for sure. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's a great way to um, see managing your finances. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, totally. Yep. So uh, upon further investigation that came about with the NFL, um, it surfaced not just who was in the race to acquire the rights to be the Sunday ticket venue, but also why specific companies, or at least one in this case to be exact, weren't agreed upon. Hmm. Uh, ESPN, technically Disney, Apple, Google, 
Amazon, and Roku were all in the chase to be the primetime carrier for the fall fan favorite. Roku. Uh, one in particular had a strong chance at being exactly that. Uh, this, for some who don't know, was Apple. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the yeah. key reasons why Apple was taken out of the running, which was disclosed in some of the court dealings, was because Apple wanted to have quite a bit of customization and affordability in their offerings. Um, it hmm. seems that such customization, yeah, it seems that such customization spans from ordering games for specific teams or individual team, specific weeks, and even down to one-time individual purchases of single games. And, uh, you know, those options would be available among the mass tier offering that we've always known as the seasonal purchase of every single game in a package or Sunday ticket. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of interesting how that kind of unfolded. Just just to kind of clarify here. So they wanted to actually have lower prices than, I guess, NFL wanted. Is that what I'm understanding? Yeah, yeah. As far as the affordability went, Apple wanted to offer Sunday ticket at an aggressively lower price than the NFL. Um, and that's according to some of the rumors that surfaced this past fall. Okay. Um, and they even stated that it would be offered in Apple TV Plus at no extra charge. So the other specific pricing wasn't really disclosed, but you can bet that it would be a heck of a lot cheaper than what we're currently seeing Google offer it for. Um, so, yeah. That's actually pretty interesting because um, normally when we think of Apple, we think, you know, they want to have a whole lot of money, but it looks like they wanted to kind of go low on this one, maybe to get a lot more people into. Yes. Having I think that. a lot of it had to do with Apple service revenue. Uh, that okay, was supposed, yeah. I feel like I, I, if that's just speculation, but when you're kind of analyzing it and looking at it, I think that's really where it came down to. They were trying to, you know, hook mm-hmm. them on. Um, so that was the one side of it. The other side of it for the NFL, I guess in layman's terms, uh, it pretty much made them look bad as though they're kind of gouging people through other that venues. That is true. Yeah. And then it also had to do with what they agreed upon with Fox and CBS and how much they were charging them. Um, and in the end, it would just cause viewers to cater towards the cheaper option through Apple instead of having to subscribe to online TV streaming services as well as traditional viewers through antenna and satellite access. So. It's really quite interesting. I, I was not expecting Apple to do that. As far as like purchasing individual tickets for individual games, um, I think it's a good option. I don't see a whole lot of people using it because what I would expect is if you buy the Sunday ticket, it would cost less than you buying individual passes for each game. So that's yeah but it's it's still a good idea exactly yeah so and i mean but i mean the fact that they're adding that much customization yeah. is pretty crazy that's more honestly that's more of like google it really I is would expect them yes. to have that versus apple um now these are just part of this is rumors part of this is through this whole entire thing that's going through the court um but like you said yeah i mean i same here i find it hard to believe that apple was even considering doing this and you know to contemplate what Sunday ticket would be like with all that customization mm-hmm. would be pretty amazing. Yeah. And to really sum up, I just feel like this strengthens my distaste for not just how the NFL, you know, in recent years has officiates their games, but really how they officiate in the sale and broadcast of those games. So, and it makes me think a little bit more highly of Apple actually, because normally they're known for the money grabbers. It kind of does. I mean, 
it's obviously, uh, you know, money is always at the root of it. But oh, yeah, the fact sure. that they were trying to do that is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I just, it's, I already wasn't a, a big fan of the NFL and how they're doing this. I'm a huge diehard fan of football itself. But <laughs> yeah. as far as the league goes, that's that's really where they've kind of adjusted that passion of mine and kind of just poisoned it. So, um, but yeah, further information may also surface during this antitrust litigation against the NFL, but for now that's kind of where we're at. So, okay. Well, on some, uh, less litigious information, uh, WhatsApp has started beta testing for Wear OS three. This would include the pixel watch, galaxy watch, and many other devices as well. There's not a whole lot of information regarding the app. Uh, I assume, this is my personal take, I assume it kind of functioned the same way WhatsApp has always functioned on most devices. But uh, you can actually download the beta yourself and uh, test it. Hmm. Just be sure that your phone and watch are both running 2.23.10.10. Otherwise, you won't be able to... Yeah, I know, a little bit specific there. Uh (laughs) Yeah, I don't really pay attention to Wear OS um, versions, so... It's just the fact that there were so many numbers. That's, that's I know there's off. a lot of numbers. Yeah, normally the Android, it's like, you know, 16, 17 or 12 or whatever. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is this. Pretty, I don't I've used WhatsApp a few times. I don't know if you have, J.D., but uh, it, it's a pretty. No, pretty it's app. it's because it's a it's a meta product. So I don't use WhatsApp. Oh, OK. <laughs> Which is kind of ironic because I do use Messenger and I use Facebook. But I've just the less Not I use from the meta, loop. the better I feel. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> totally exactly. understand so yep so are there any other features or anything like that or it's just kind of just going into beta testing just to see how it, it goes on Wear OS it did give some okay. images and went in depth a little bit on um, kind of how some functions would be um, one example was that it would offer a circular complication that shows how many unread messages you have a um, uh, okay. couple of the things there are also two tiles for WhatsApp contacts to jump to a person while WhatsApp voice message lets you quickly start an audio recording. Um, those were just quotes from the actual websites. Uh, and there's a whole, uh, well, not a whole bot, but there, there's a few more things that are described there. And you guys can go check out the link if you're interested. So, huh, Yeah. I mean, for those who, I, I hear it's actually pretty nice. Um, I feel like uh, there's another one out there that's pretty popular. Uh, Telegram. I think it's, oh, a lot of people use Telegram. Um Yeah. Yep. as a messaging service but yeah i don't really use whatsapp though but um there you go at least it's at least it's considering coming to wear os that's i feel yeah, like um i, know, I feel right? like with that combination of samsung and uh, google working on wear os to better develop it uh obviously you're seeing that people and developers are actually trying to get on that platform and you know being more willing to work with it so it's a great ecosystem i mean android users there's, yes there's what, well, I mean, back in the day, Wear OS was absolutely awful. And so they're really trying to hone in on it and trying to get it further along to where it needs to be. So I don't yeah. think it'll ever touch watch OS, but that's a controversy for another day. But. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but we're on to some uh, deals here. Um, actually, since we already mentioned it, one is um, some Kindle readers. I won't go through all of them, but you can get them up to 33% off. Um, I, I'll just throw one in there. The Kindle Kids Edition for 2022 is $40 off, down from $122.80. So. Hmm, okay. The next thing we got here is the second-gen HomePod, and it's actually seeing its first-ever drop uh, in price. So it's available yep. now at 279 
uh, and that's going down from two ninety nine. So that's saving you eighty dollars, right? Or well, not eighty. <laughs> I wish, 20. I wish it would be eighty dollars sa- uh, savings there. Uh, yeah, it's a twenty dollars savings. So on uh, that, that's a typical Apple move. Is that through Apple or is that through Amazon? B and H. Oh, B and H. Oh, photo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then for some of you budget-geared buyers, we have this year's Galaxy A54 5G on sale, uh, $75 off, down from $450 to $375. So, um, hmm. okay, yeah, that's uh, I think I think you actually I'll post this in the description as well in case you guys are interested. Um, Marquez actually did a comparison between that model and I believe it was the S23 Ultra or the S23 Plus or something like that. Just kind of comparing how well it does for the price and, you know, recognizing where it does fall short and how close it does come to some of what um, the flagship offers. So Hmm, pretty interesting. Uh, Coming on to some really odd news, I would say. Uh, okay. Last year, Dyson had announced its upcoming release of Dyson Zone. That sounds like a game. Is it a game? No. No, it's not a game. The combo air filter and headphones. That is oh, correct. That. Okay. <laughs> that's what they called it? <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, that's correct. It's a headphone and an air filter device. Wow. JD. Riley. I think we have reached the pinnacle of humanity. Oh, I thought you were going to say stupidity. (laughs) That's part of it. Where a major vacuum company has thought the unthinkable at a price of nearly $1,000, you can buy this device. And (laughs) I am not going to go in full depth on this thing. Mainly because most of the information is geared towards the air filter and not the headphones. That's uh, hilarious. It really is. Okay. So, <laughs> thank goodness that the filter is sense. detachable. <laughs> yeah, I did see that in the pictures. Okay, I guess I just didn't catch the name, though. Yeah, that's hilarious. Wow. So, they didn't give much specs on the headphones at all? Not a whole lot. <laughs> wow, that's, that's crazy. And you're going to love this. Okay. Okay. So the headphones themselves have a 50 hour of play time and that's with ANC, which is incredible. I think that's like the most headphone that that's the most hours of battery life on headphones I've seen. Um, okay. Yeah. So, but, but get this, <laughs> if oh, you I'm turn the filter on, you get four hours, <laughs> which is less than, than my Bose QC twos that were released four years ago. I was wondering about that. I was like, I'm thinking, I was looking at that and the rumors and stuff. And I was wondering if the air filter was actually going to just take so much power. Oh but yeah. It really that's did. Insane. Yeah. Um, um, now, so that's four hours of like, how, how does it say how long the actual air filter itself will last? Or is that actually the four hours? It doesn't see it. The site itself is kind of, not very informative, and maybe that's just because it's Dyson, and normally they're they understand what what to do when it comes to being informative about their vacuums. But um, yeah, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. Not seeing, I'm, well, and then when you said that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that it would be more about the vacuum specs than the headphone specs, even. So yeah, yeah. that's still there is an app so. for the filter, but I don't think it shows. Oh you. no, shock. Okay, 
Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and there, because the, it does have battery life, obviously, because there's a, there's even a battery percentage on the app that's showing in the image. But, yeah, but one other thing that uh, I should mention here is that there are eight noise-canceling monitors that cancel out noise over 384,000 times a second. Um, and for the most part, these headphones have been tested thoroughly to give a wide dynamic range of sounds. And for nearly a thousand bucks, I would expect no less. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's about the most information you got if you guys are interested for some reason. Um you can go ahead They're and check not out that the link. informative, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, you guys that's... can go check out information on the air filter as well. But yeah, the, that's Dyson. I, I was well shocked. <laughs> I'm kind of curious with that kind of, well, at least with those operations per second, it makes me wonder what is running that thing as far as like, uh, you know, processing it. That's insane. That's what I was wondering. I, I didn't even understand that. Uh, w- one thing that was very interesting was they announced this on March 30th of last year, which was two days before April Fool's. So a lot of people in the comments on YouTube were like, this is like on nearly April Fool's. It's going to uh, be a joke. And no, it, yeah, it like I, literally I saw was there was something thing. back in the fall time, but I didn't. Yeah, I guess I missed. When it they went, actually yeah, it was all the way back last year. Yeah. And wow, it's crazy. Some people were on board with it and some people were just like, why? <laughs> I think there was one guy that commented like, yeah, just put AirPods on in a KN95. Like, yeah, I understand this filter would filter a lot more and it would be more efficient. Oh, but yeah. It's just the whole concept is like, wow. Yeah, I've seen that buzz around the uh, internet lately. And I think a lot of people are making the comment of like the Bane mask from Dark Knight. Yes. Uh, and, yeah. and, or another thing as well. I was telling my wife, we watch uh, anime and there, there's one anime called Sword Art Online. And there's this thing called a uh, nerve gear. Uh, they basically want a virtual reality. And if you just move the nerve gear down to the mouth, that's exactly what it looks like, 100%. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, wow. it's crazy, man, uh, honestly. I I want to test it out, which is surprising, <laughs> for the sake of the actual headphones, because that's really yeah, that's, where... Yeah, that's why we, I would test This them is out. where this channel kind of gears towards. We're not so much about the vacuums, although... I'm not going to say Dyson isn't good. I'm no, just going to yeah. say it seems like a Roomba really useless point of, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just, yeah. So hopefully the, the sound is, you know, pretty phenomenal, but I, I was, I was, um, showing my wife that, and, uh, I guess I didn't, like I said, I didn't catch the name of it, but when I want to show my wife that she was like, why would anybody buy that that's what my wife said she even asked me that she even asked me like would you buy it and i'm like to test it yeah absolutely i'd I'd, I'd buy it but um at the end of the day you're paying for the dyson name yep and uh as well as you know like you were saying like the the filtration vacuum stuff that they you know they're so known well known for yeah wow okay well moving on to something that doesn't suck um i did want to mention that as we relate to you guys a couple weeks ago the pixel full teaser did debut uh granted Mm -hmm. a little later than was rumored um they posted google posted it this past thursday on youtube and the teaser was entitled may the fold be with you so little creativity there pretty good yeah i'm gonna say it's a little cheesy creativity but that's a little cheesy i like it yeah, <laughs> that just makes me cheesy and cringy. But yeah. yes, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, in case you guys didn't catch on to that, that was actually on May fourth. 
But um, in either case, you guys can check that out in the description. It's pretty quick, but it does shed some light on visual confirmations of the rumors we've been showcasing on previous episodes. But with that, uh, $50 more. Uh, that is the price increase for the Pixel 7a coming in at $500, which further separates it from Apple's iPhone SE by $70. Um, although it is worth noting that the current base SE starts at 64 gigabytes versus the 128 on the Pixel A, um, but that's kind of okay. always been the case since yeah. the 4A debuted back in 2020. Yeah, and um, even so, at 128 gigabytes, the SE was still $20 more expensive than the 6A. However, that's about to change. So that's crazy. I mean, you and I were talking about this like in person, not on the show, but we were just talking about like how much Google offers you as far as the design. Um, it blows so my I, mind how Apple prices their SE similar to that of the Pixel. And the pixel just crushes it. <laughs> like it's these are this is coming from people who like really do like Apple. Yeah. But there is just so many flaws and discrepancies in the way they market and price and their specifications and such that it really does. I mean, I feel like the Pixel A series really does a phenomenal job for the price. And now comes the question, is it still phenomenal? Um um, yeah, and that actually kind of goes back to the whole thing of like um, with Apple wanting to take part in the NFL Sunday ticket. I was actually looking on YouTube and I've seen I, I always see polls now for some reason. They're on my recommendations. Oh, yeah. One of them was just literally Android or Apple. I was <laughs> not shocked. I was a little surprised. 74% said Android and like what what would be the 20, 26%? Said what Apple. was the channel? I don't know. Oh, okay, because I'm wondering if it was like, I'm not some. I mean, it, it, yeah, I'm wondering if it's like, I have like a like bias towards Android, Android authority or something like that, where it's you know Android based. I know it wasn't. It was one that I hadn't even heard of. I don't think M- most of the comments were saying the reason why they liked Android is not because they hated Apple. Hmm. Um, you know, they make good products. It's because they. Like you said, said they oversell it and they overprice a lot of their stuff, and it's just you know, and that's kind of the reality of Apple, especially in the last you know, I'd say six years, maybe seven. Um, I think it's just become a habit with them, honestly. A lot, yeah. I mean, Apple's always been known to have higher prices, but that really, yeah, I, I agree. That really started to kick in to gear back with yep. the iPhone 10. Yep, that's what I was, yeah. Um, because before that, they were just their average, you know, 7, 7 plus, 8, 8 plus, just stuff like that, or even mm-hmm. before they came out with the pluses. So, um, yeah, I agree. But we'll go ahead and actually look at this real quick at some of the anticipated key differences between the 6A and the 7A just to kind of see, hey, where is this coming from and is it worth it? So okay. first, it should have, as we've said before, a 90 hertz display over the 60. Uh, the main camera will now be a 64 megapixel over the 6A's 12. Wow. And both ultra, the ultra wide and, yeah, the ultra wide and selfie camera come in at a 13 megapixel each, which is going to be a one and a five megapixel increase respectively over its predecessor. Okay. Good. Um, 
And aside from the only other change that we expect with the Tensor G2 is the addition of wireless charging. So after hmm. recapping, you know, those changes, do you think that justifies the price hike? I would say probably. Uh, one one thing I will say is that I felt like we'll actually I'm I'm actually just going to go in, into a different direction with this. I felt like when I was constantly looking at the OnePlus community, they were always looking for something more that the competitors had, and wireless charging was one of them. Mm-hmm. Once they finally added that, which I believe it was on the 8, that's really when prices started to change and things began to be a little bit more... I see what you're saying. That's where they lost... I felt like, I felt like that's where they lost their flagship mm-hmm. killer status was on the 8, and that's why everyone, a lot of people will say it's the 7 or 7 Pro that was their last, you know, hurrah. Um, although I feel like the 11 is making a bit of a you know, contention for that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I am. Um, I feel like it does. However, I wonder how much of an incentive consumers will have to pursue the A model over the standard Pixel or even the Pro. Yeah. Uh, unless Google plans on increasing the price of those for the 8th gen coming this fall. And if they start becoming like all the other companies, like you said, as soon as wireless charging hits them, they're like, okay, we need to up our prices like by 50%. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, so yeah, like I, I still stand by it. Like you said, I, I think it justifies it, but also my thing is like, will they start doing this more and more with everything? Like, and you can account for inflation and all that kind of stuff, sure, but I'm, I'm just talking about the core of the phone itself. Is it going to be price hiked because wireless charging is in there and other future additions as well? Um, well, moving right along here, the EU has basically taken the rumors that have come out with Apple very seriously. As we mentioned in prior ep- in a prior episode, Apple has been rumored to utilize MFI technology on their USB-C cables, um, which for those of you who are new here don't know, that basically allows only their cables and some other third-party cables to work um, with their iPhones. Uh, now, reports right. are coming out and saying that this decision, if Apple chooses to move along with it, would be, quote, inadmissible to restrict the interaction with chargers. They also reminded Apple that back in March, they stated that devices that do not meet the requirements for the single charger will not yeah. be approved on the EU market. Exactly. So, yeah, they're not giving Apple any legroom for this crap. And I call it I'm calling it out right now. It is crap because it's it's just ridiculous, in my opinion. I. It really is. I mean, on some level, I would say that's true. On another level, I think the only thing that Apple has going for them is the protection of battery health. Outside of that, they really don't have any leg to stand on, and I'm kind of, I'm kind of with you. I feel like, I, you know, it's good that EU is pushing on this and saying, "Hey, this really isn't fair. You guys need to stop it." I could, like I mentioned before, and I'll say it again: for the Lightning A, I understand it. It makes sense. Yep. For USB C, it really doesn't because there's just a whole. But people already have so many USB C cables right now because the the majority of ecosystems already utilize them. So it'd be a pain in the butt to really have Apple come out and just say, hey, the only way that you can charge your phone the best way is with ours. And it's just like, you kind of understand a little bit, but most part, I'm just like, I don't, it just, why? <laughs> like, 
the the thing I'll I'll go with on this is USB. Universal serial bus. Yep. Everyone should be able to use it to the best of its capabilities. Now, unless the manufacturer, like some cheapo from a gas station, doesn't actually enable that, um, then that's that's on them. You know, it can't run all that power if you're not designing it to. But as right. far as the general, you know, we see a lot of really decent, you know, USB cables out there. And to just kind of limit them in the iPhone right inside of the port on the chip, it just it's just one of those things once again, that ruffles my feathers from Apple and for real <laughs> considering yeah, how much they annoying. charge for their, like you said, for, for, for their prices, it's, it's, it's pretty out there. And I crap is a good way to describe it. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just glad that there is something like the, you know, I know this was controversial in the beginning because we're like, it should be coming from the company to change your, you know, charging ports. You yeah, shouldn't be forced. That is true. But at the same time, I'm glad that the EU is doing stuff like this where they're like, hey, you need to have all these devices have one charging port. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, they should have all equal features uh, instead of just, you know, oh, it has to be made for iPhone. But yeah, moving on to something here to close out this week's episode is actually wireless. Um, and that's regarding Bluetooth. So <laughs> seeing this as a connection that not many of us consider to be phenomenal, but rather provide convenience to our lives as most of us just use it for smartwatch connection, headphones, pointers, and other peripherals. Mm -hmm. Um, Not necessarily thinking that much more could be implemented on such a limited connection. However, per the Bluetooth Special Interest Group, or Bluetooth SIG, the developers of the wireless interface, we have hope that more improvements are coming. One such notable is a faster connection. Okay. As of the latest fifth generation of Bluetooth, which was introduced back in 2016, transfer speeds max out at around 2 megabits per second, or roughly a quarter of a megabyte per second. Gotcha. And often have a sustained speed of around 1 megabit per second. So that's, I don't know, I I always kind of wondered in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm transferring this via Bluetooth, why is it taking forever? But (laughs) after looking at these specifications, I'm kind of understanding this. Yeah. Um, The speed that the Bluetooth SIG wishes to reach in a future release, possibly in the next few years, could be longer. We're not really sure, but we're definitely, they're definitely interested in it, is that of speeds closer to four to six megabits per second, or maybe even as high as eight. Wow. Okay. uh, Which translates, if it's, yeah, if it's eight, then it translates to one megabyte per second, which is almost double what's needed for the transfer rate on lossless audio. Wow. Okay. That's pretty sick. Yeah. So, I mean, like when I was going through this and I was thinking, well, what's the purpose of faster speeds if not to, you know, send pictures faster? <laughs> I know, right? It's lossless audio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, I, I'm actually, I wouldn't consider myself an audiophile, but the fact that they're kind of thinking about this for the future and, you know, even they said that this would lay in for like a 20 year lock, like this should be enough to withstand what's coming in the future. Hmm. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot uh, to say with regards to that. Um, other than, you know, obviously it is really good news to have that. I mean, I don't think we've had major Bluetooth updates for a long time now. Um, yeah, I think they're on 5.4 right now. 
but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this sets they're small really good, especially if you're getting to one um, megabyte. Uh, that's that's honestly ridiculously. Yeah, they're actually they're also considering the exploration of six gigahertz frequency to accomplish faster transmission of data. Um, So, yeah, I mean, kind of I can understand the general. I mean, like while some of people may not be specifically intrigued as I am, as the only way to enjoy lossless audio is through wire configurations. I can see why this would be so cool. And Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I get that. No doubt. Intermittent connection interruptions can always be a cause of concern when notioning an idea of lossless audio over Bluetooth um, or any wireless interface for that matter. Yeah. Uh, but it does, I mean, this is something positive. So um, I, I feel like this is a, a welcome feature. And I'm not, like like we said, we're not really sure when this is going to take place. But yeah, it's it's one that I, I think I've had a couple issues with this, like when I'm working on music. And I, I use Bluetooth headphones with my laptop actually because I lost the dang cord. Um, but when I'm when I'm listening to the music and working on it, it, it's always like a quarter of a second behind or something like mm. that. And, and yeah. it, it gets annoying for for sure. And I'm always like, when are they going to update this to where it's just perfectly, I maybe mean, not perfectly, but like almost near to perfect, to where it just smoothly just transfers audio immediately. Uh, and I guess hopefully with this next uh, update in the next few years or however many years, that's that's how it's going to be. And I'm I'm actually here for it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. To improve latency would be amazing for this. And the only thing I'll actually say about that is the um, when Bluetooth 5.0 came out in 2016, I think the first company to come out with it was Sony or to implement it was Sony. That in makes sense. 2017. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, and that's one of the things that, you know, the special interest group was kind of concerned about, or I guess is always the obstacle is how quickly companies will adopt uh, the latest generation of Bluetooth. So, mm-hmm. you know, there it's, it's the one step of, okay, they're going to develop it. And then it's the next step of when are manufacturers going to adopt it. So it will probably yeah. be quite a while, but, you know, it's something worth mentioning, and I'm definitely um, looking forward to when it does get implemented. I would hope that a lot of the major companies like Google and Apple and Samsung would, you know, get right on it right away. So Yeah, for sure. But with that, we will go ahead and close out this week's episode. We certainly hope that you guys enjoyed it. Again, this was another long one, but um, there was a lot to go over. And uh, we appreciate you guys checking in for this week's episode. And we will be back next week with more tech news and rumors. This is J.D. and Riley signing off. Peace out. <laughs>